Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Fully Human podcast. My name is Cam, I'm your host, and today we're taking it back to a solo episode. Um, By now you probably know the topic of this episode is water, and more specifically, my recent quitting of water. Okay, so the title was a little bit dramatic and maybe exaggerated. I do still consume water, but I think maybe a more appropriate title but less funny would be I quit drinking plain water. So let me preface this that if you have access to fresh, like freshly harvested spring water, wild spring water, this is a whole different story because wild spring water, freshly harvested, is structured, it's minerally rich. And if you are collecting your own wild water, you know that it's just not the same as any um, packaged or sold water in the shops or filtered water at home. It It's like night and day. They're completely different substances. Specifically, um, wild water is structured. Um, it's absorbed by your body completely differently. It tastes differently because it's loaded with minerals. It's not even in the same ballpark as any other water. So if you have access to spring water fresh out of the source, please keep drinking it. Um, I would too. Although, as we'll touch on a little bit later, I probably would still add something to it for different reasons than just hydration. But when it comes to hydration, um, plain water does not hydrate you. And this is perhaps a little bit controversial or might be a bit confusing to some people. But I hope that by the end of this episode, you're a little bit less confused and perhaps inspired to get your hydration from places other than plain water. So who else grew up hearing that if your pee is light or clear, um, that you're well hydrated? Hands up, anybody? Yeah, I did too. I grew up thinking that and always had this really like (laughs) egoic pride that I was well hydrated with simultaneously though feeling dehydrated most of the time like just feeling parched or always needing to be drinking more water so already there there was a huge red flag for me and it isn't true like having clear pee or light yellow pee is actually just a sign that you are excreting water it doesn't mean that you are hydrated on a cellular level so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about true hydration is that your cells are actually hydrated not that you're just putting water in your body because water simply putting water in the body doesn't mean you're actually getting it to penetrate in the cell and hydrating you like viscerally so yeah how many people walk around with those big water canteens and drink water all day and never actually feel hydrated I mean that was me probably for most of my life Plain water just goes right through you. And I've known this for a while intuitively. But what really cemented this for me was um, when I was living with Pablo, a dog, in Margaret River in Western Australia. So the house that I was living in had a dog. And Pablo was, and is to this date, the healthiest dog I've ever seen. From the time he was a puppy, he was raised on raw meat. Not to mention grass-fed pasture-raised. Like, he was very lucky dog and so Pablo ate only raw meat and what he did not do was drink water so a lot of people think like you know we're animals human beings and animals drink water all the time like look at all our pets we have to refill their water 
every single day or, you know, twice a day for some animals. Um, but the reality is when animals consume their natural diet, they don't drink that much water. Like our ancestors did not trek through the tundras and the deserts and, you know, all these like nomadic tribes did not carry their two liter hydro flasks. They didn't do it. They got their hydration from other sources. And yeah, so back to Pablo, we would refill his water maybe once every two weeks. And I'm pretty convinced it was because the water was evaporating naturally because his water bowl was outside. I never saw Pablo drink water, period. And yeah, he was consuming raw meat. He was consuming a natural diet. And as we'll talk about, um, talk about a little bit later, raw meat is loaded with water. Cooked meat is loaded with water. <laughs> pretty much all our foods is loaded with water, even things that might surprise you, like cakes and cookies, contain water in a form, again, we'll go over this a little bit later, that is much more bioavailable to your body than just consuming plain water. So dog food, aka poison, aka most people's highly processed modern diets, they parch us. And then bad science has convinced us that plain water is the solution but it just simply isn't. And look, I did go looking for the science for a while, um, but to be honest, who the hell needs science when you're a living, breathing science experiment? Just try it. Um, many people, experts, have been talking about this for a while here and there. I think it's becoming more of a topic of conversation in the alternative health industry, which I actually hate calling it alternative, in the original health industry I should say people like um, Zach Bush Joseph Mercola and Tommy John they have great talks on hydration some of them get into the science more than others um, but yeah how plain water basically will just flush out your mineral stores and perpetuate the problem of dehydration as opposed to ever hydrating you um, so what do we do instead well First, our relationship and understanding of water is majorly skewed. Haven't you um, heard that, well, I knew growing up, I did, that if you didn't consume any water within three days, you would die. Or maybe it's, I think maybe even is one day. Maybe it's no food for three days, no water for one day that you die. Well, I hate to break it to you, but this is not true. So I went 100 hours um, in 2019, I went 100 hours with no food or water. So I did a hard dry fast where I didn't even brush my teeth or shower as to not expose my pores or body to any, any water because we absorb water through those, um, like through the mouth, through our skin. So I did a 100 hour dry fast, hard dry fast when I was in Italy and I peed the whole time. So that might seem insane and it would to anyone basically who's been raised with this like water brainwashing um but it's very similar to camels so camels don't store water in their humps they actually store fat body fat and when the body breaks down body fat because there's no access to food or water it actually releases water from the fat cell because the our cells contain structured water that's the whole point of Getting hydrated is for the cells themselves to get water into them. So anyways, when you burn body fat because there's no access to food and 
particularly when there's no access to water because then the whole thing is like cranked up on high, um, your cells release water and then that water hydrates you and you continue to pee. So I don't suggest you um, do a hard dry fast until the end of time. At some point your body does run out of fat stores and then you can get quite sick. But I never felt thirsty I didn't feel thirsty at all for those 100 hours. What was actually my benchmark, which is actually how I um, benchmark my fasting as well, um, regular food fasting. So when I do a fast and do consume water, when I do a water fast, um, my metric for breaking the fast is when you experience true hunger. Now, that's kind of difficult for some people to distinguish because we're so oversaturated with everything that we really lose our intuitive capacity to understand when the body actually is hungry or thirsty so anyways when I do a water fast I break it when I feel hungry and this um, dry fast that I did so no food or water I also told myself if I felt thirsty I would drink and I went 100 hours without feeling truly thirsty like little pangs of thirst or hunger you'll experience throughout a fasting um during a time of fasting, when your body normally is conditioned to, to receive food. So if you eat regularly on like a breakfast, lunch, dinner schedule, you like throughout your fast, you will have these like little like, oh, I'm hungry at breakfast time, at lunch time, and at dinner time. And likewise with water, when we go throughout our day and let's say we're on a hike or we go for a run or we engage in exercise in some kind, we typically have these pangs of thirst, but I would invite you to question how much of the thirst is actually conditioning that you should be consuming water, A, because we were raised to think like you have to always bring your water bottle, you know, when you go for a run or when you go to your soccer game or when you're at the gym. And then looking at everyone around you, everyone else is always like chronically and constantly consuming plain water all the time. So we have this deeply embedded um, belief system around food and water. And one of the most powerful things about fasting for me is actually breaking down these beliefs and peeling back the layers of conditioning so that you can actually reconnect to your true body's wisdom and understanding um, even as like these simple signals of hunger and thirst. Um, so yeah, so we do need hydration at the end of the day. It's not about not hydrating yourself, but it's about hydrating yourself properly. Um, what are some better options? Well, the first is food. This is our ancestors 101. They hydrated themselves through food. These are ant like animals do it as well. When you're eating, um, a natural diet, you consume so much water through food and if you're feeling thirsty like this has shifted for me now when I'm thirsty I reach for hydrating foods first and let me pull up I actually found um, a highly scientific chart that talks about the percentages of um, water in food items so I'll link this in the show notes but basically they have water at the top. Water is 100% water. Um, 90 to 
water, cantaloupe, strawberries, watermelon, lettuce, cabbage, celery, spinach, pickles, and cooked squash. 80% to 89% water. Um, yogurt, apples, grapes, oranges, carrots, broccoli, cooked, pears, and pineapple. 70 to 79%, we have bananas, avocado, cottage cheese, ricotta, baked potato, cooked corn, shrimp. 60 to 69%, pasta, okay, pasta. Legumes, salmon, ice cream, chicken breasts. 50 to 59%, ground beef, feta cheese, tenderlo tenderloin, steaked, um, cooked. 40 to 49% water, pizza. Okay, pizza is up to 49% water. Um, I mean, the list goes on. So as you can see, there is a lot of water in the foods that we eat. But the difference with these food-based waters is that water is in conjunction with all these different minerals and nutrients, um, even when cooked, that actually help the water penetrate the cell. So often it's... Um, so if you're consuming vegetables and fruits and meat, the water is actually structured. Structured water is a rabbit hole. Um, I'll tag a book in the show comments if you're interested in diving down it. But basically, structured water was discovered by Gerald Pollock, who talks about the fourth phase of water. We know water can be solid, it can be gas, or it can be liquid. But what he discovered is there's actually a fourth phase that's kind of more of a gelatinous structure. And this is the kind of water that actually penetrates the cell. It is hydrating water. Um, there are many ways to structure water. I'm not gonna get into that today. My favorite is to just lay in the sun. Sunshine and UV um, rays, red light, help structure water inside the body. But the more important thing really is that you're getting water as like a whole food so we know this in foods we know that processed food or isolating different um, parts of food denatures it and when we denature food we don't absorb things properly because nutrients all work together they there's like you know to absorb vitamin c for example you need so many other vitamins and minerals present so the same thing occurs with water you need to be consuming whole food water which is basically consuming food. Um, bone broth is a great way to consume water. Like you can use water, filtered water or spring water to make a bone broth, but you're going to be extracting all these incredible nutrients, fats, minerals into the water that actually then turns it into a hydration vessel that your body can actually benefit from. Um, if you do need to consume water, so I still do drink water-based liquids less than ever actually but I still do maybe twice a day I really enjoy as well having um, an electrolyte rich drink you can buy powders but to be honest I have yet to find one on the market that isn't filled with other crap or extremely expensive like unnecessarily expensive so what I've been doing is mixing clean water either bubbly water or just plain bring water, and um, with a tablespoon or two of apple cider vinegar. I've been doing that for ages to balance my blood sugar. Um, but what I found is that it has hydrated me better than plain water did. And so the apple cider vinegar 
water mix I have before meals. It helps mitigate the blood sugar spike, but you can also add a pinch of salt and a squeeze of lime or lemon. Um, and then you have uh, an electrolyte rich drink. You can also add like a pinch of um, magnesium glycinate or potassium bicarbonate. Um, I tend to just stick with apple cider vinegar, juice of one lime, a pinch of salt, and sometimes a little sprinkle of whole food vitamin C powder. Um, you definitely want to avoid sports drinks. Like most conventional sports drink, sports drinks are just junk food. So the original prototype for Gatorade actually tasted like body sweat, which makes sense because hydration is partially replacing what you sweat out. Um, but no one would buy that, obviously, so they loaded it with artificial crap, and now it's poison. So make your own. Um, know, value, and cherish what you put in your body. So when you actually make these things from scratch, you know the quality of the ingredients you're using, um, you have a particular intention, and then you can tune in to see if what you're doing is working for you or not. So, yep, that's it for today, short and sweet. Basically an announcement that I've broken up with drinking plain water and I definitely invite you to reconnect with your body, question your beliefs and be your own science experiment because at the end of the day I really think that that's what this human life is about. I will also say about spring waters, even if I did have access to a fresh spring, the quality of water and the way it penetrates into our cells is just more profound when it comes in the package of a food. So whether or not you have access to pristine spring water and knowing too that it loses it, its structure relatively quickly. So if you're harvesting huge quantities at a time and letting it sit in your house, it's still not the best way to hydrate. So add a bit of apple cider, add some salt, add some lime or lemon, maybe a little bit of whole food vitamin C. But even better than that, just eat hydrating whole foods. Okay, that's it for today. See ya!